And we're starting your Tuesday afternoon. Thanks to Abbey Rural catching up with our intrepid traveller, Grant McMaster. He is a close parent station, but he's still on holiday. Um, he's not in Marrakesh, which is Morocco, but it's a pretty exotic song for our intrepid traveller as he joins us this afternoon from Dubai. G'day, disaster. Yeah, good afternoon, Andy, and good afternoon to all our listeners out there. It's not far from the uh, Marrakech Express in Dubai. It's probably as uh, hot as Morocco, about uh, 30-odd degrees at the moment, and, um, yeah, quite a warm breeze blowing, and it's obviously not an easterly. How's the trip been? Because last time we spoke to you, of course, you were in Jordan. How did it end up? Oh, yeah, Jordan was a fascinating country to uh, travel through. I think it was, uh, you know, especially coming from Egypt and the and the, uh, the travels there, where it's pretty crowded and um, the hustle and bustle every day doesn't matter what you do. But Jordan was a little bit more relaxed, if that's the, the word you can use for the for the Middle East. But no, it's um, yeah, very uh, lovely people, um, a lot better drivers uh, and uh, quite good, inf- well, great infrastructure. But uh, at the end of it, Jordan's eighty percent desert, so. Uh, it's obviously very dry, and um, but here some areas uh, have, um, you know, they they have um, good soil near just out of Amman, and um, they grow a lot of uh, tomatoes and wheat and bar- well, not so much yeah, barley, um, but it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a, it's certainly a um, pretty um, desert orientated place, but good soil around those areas. Obviously, and you could tell, you know, it was. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of just small sort of 80, 90 horsepower tractors. Saw a couple of horses pulling one single furrowed plough. Uh, grubbers they get in and grub the ground up, and uh, it's pretty labour intensive. But um, you know, tourism accounts for 20% of the country. And um, we're, we're talking about uh, fertilisers last week, and you know, the uh, phosphate is one of the biggest exports at 6.5 million tonnes of phosphate. Which accounts for 30% of their uh, their uh, income, and um, you know that goes to uh, we were talking about the places that goes to last week, but it's um, it's really uh, you know it's just um, they they just keep you know trucks are just going back and forth all the time with with, with the uh, with the phosphate going to the yeah, places, but it's um, you know it's quite a it's quite an interesting country. They um, they. They, their main imports are rice. They import a lot of rice livestock. They, they import cows from Holland, uh, water buffalo from India, a lot of water buffalo around, and sheep from Aussie and, and, and um, well, it used to be New Zealand, but I don't suppose that happens now. Did see quite a few um, uh, places where they uh, took the sheep to the, um, uh, for their, uh, you know, the big feedlot, and... Um, Obviously, a lot of well, a lot of poultry, a lot of chicken is eaten in Jordan. Must be one of their main diets with, for meat, a lot, and a lot of lamb, nice lamb to eat when, over there. But yeah, there's just poultry sheds everywhere, and uh, the big, uh, the big eaters of, 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 of poultry in that, in that respect. So uh, yeah, all in all, it's, um, they uh, you know they they also um, you know they import a bit of they have to import oil and, and what have you, but they. Uh, you know, the fertiliser goes to India, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Brunei and Japan. 
and um, they also export like medicines and um, textiles and a lot of cement, fruit and veggies, and um, they <coughs> they go into the Middle East. And the interesting thing, we, we had a, um, well, I thought it was interesting, we, uh, we took a road, we went from the Nam, about 100 kilometres out, you can turn off to uh, um, um, uh, Saudi, Syria and Iraq, and from that turn off, those all those countries only had a two-hour drive away. So, uh, you know, they um, it, it, you just it, you just don't realise how close you are to these to these places we read about, and, and while there's a bit of trouble going on in various places here, you know, things just carry on as to normal. I guess that's like sort of living in in the car and travelling sort of to, to on the road, and that's that's the distance or even a bit closer. But um, yeah, they um, one of the interesting things was the the oil. The oil trucks. So there's uh, there's just trucks, big lorries on the road, just carting stuff because Jordan sort of is the, the point, as I just said, to get into all those other countries. And the lorries on the road are incredible with, uh, with whatever whatever they're carting. But one of the interesting things was uh, the oil trucks. They just get to the uh, they just get to the uh, Syrian border, and uh, the drivers they don't want to go into Syria now, so they just uh, they just swap over, take the bogey off and travel travel back. So that's probably one of the one of the things that affects a little bit. But you also saw um guys on the side of these roads that they just go to the border and fill up forty four gallon drums of fuel and come back and uh, sell them at cheaper prices on the on the motorway. So uh, there's lots of ways to make a dollar over there and uh, they certainly know the shortcuts. So uh, that was you know, the logistics of that country is I found it really, really quite interesting and um so uh, the uh, another interesting thing was the Dead Sea went to the, the Dead Sea, which is uh, apparently the, the lowest place on Earth. It's about 400 metres below sea level, and um, yeah, took the took the old uh, swimming togs and had a had a float in the Dead Sea. Um, yeah, it's quite a they say don't don't uh, put your head under and watch it doesn't get in your eyes, and it's certainly right because it's yeah, it's um, you come out um, just, just covered in, in salt, but quite interesting just lying there floating around and uh yeah it's probably the most relaxed I found in the water in all my life so uh, <laughs> you wouldn't want to get it in your eyes I was hey. thinking you wouldn't want to come home and walk, walk to the cows with all that salt on you like you to death they would so uh yeah the um, the river Jordan that was um that was probably the biggest surprise of the whole uh the whole uh trip you know you you know what you think when you're going to look at at um, mosques and pyramids and what have you, and I sort of thought the River Jordan would be a nice big stream of river like the like the headwaters of the Matara or the Uriti or whatever. And um, but no, you could actually you could cross stone across it. It was um, we went to um, we went to uh, where they uh, where we can stand at the river and look just across into into Israel. And um, so there were the um, there were the, the Christians on one side, and without without any doubt, there's, uh, it's only probably 30 metres wide at the most, so we could see the people being um, being baptised, and you could hear what they're talking about, and you know, just just like across the road, and um, yeah, that was uh, you know that was Israel, and we we're in Jordan, and uh, it was the colour of um, a duck pond when it's in flood, just brown water. So uh, people were being in there and in the river, and uh, wasn't for me, but. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I couldn't believe how close you were to the, you know, as I say, you could have a conversation with them. And uh, looking into the West Bank, Jericho, you could see that. 
end up to where um, Jerusalem was, so uh, or is. So we plan to actually take a day trip into into uh, Jerusalem, but uh, thank goodness we didn't. Our, our guide said that I didn't think it was the right time, and, and, it, and it wasn't because there's been a bit of trouble there. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was so close. It was really hard to uh, hard to believe that um, you know it was so so close. But um, Wadi Rum was another good place. That's in the desert where the better ones are, and um, making you know just you could you think of the desert as a big flat area, but Wadi Rum is just surrounded by quite good sized hills, and and um, you know there's just valleys going everywhere. So you can uh, see how uh, the early explorers had trouble and. Some of them didn't take enough water and didn't know where they were going. It would be pretty easy to happen. So that was, you know, that was that was really interesting. And um, yeah, so I think the you know the uh, the other interesting thing was that um, the, the, this you know the change in, in the climate change is no doubt it's certainly changing and my belief it's changed forever and will carry on. But the um, part of the the, the the desert now is a, is a lot drier than it was 40 years ago, talking to some people that were in the know. And you could see you know, some Bedouin camps that had been an oasis and uh, the water just gone completely. And uh, in those areas now, they do have uh, a bit of irrigation and um, there's a lot of water carting goes on. But, uh, yeah, areas that 40 years ago they were still living around have uh, dried up and are no more. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's not just... Uh, it's happening all over the world, obviously. Just to wrap up, disaster. You're coming back to Closeburg over the next few days. It sounds like you see more culture than a yogurt container. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, that's right. It has, it's been it's been very interesting. It, it always is, it is when you travel, and uh, it certainly makes uh, you appreciative of where where we live. And um, I just think uh, you know we're just better off. People are better off to look after. We're better off to look after our own country and trying to save the rest of the world because, you know what, it's um, yeah, there's pollution and there's more plastic bags and you, you know, see anywhere like they're just rubbish, plastic exhaust germs everywhere. Um, so you know we live in a pretty pretty good place and um, the whole thing. It's always good to it's always good to to, to get home. But uh, no, you know you just you just really appreciate what what we've got and uh, yeah. I think a few of these weirdos are trying to tell us what to do. What they want to come over one of these places and just that would make them pull their heads in a bit. I think. Disaster. We've appreciated you making yourself available in your big OE. We'll catch you at Closeburn next week. Safe travels back. Yeah, thanks. Hope we haven't bored too many people to death. But um, you know, it's um, it's always interesting to uh, to go to these places. And um, I'd like to thank um, RB Rural Hockenoe Gold and signing off from uh, Dubai about Homeward-bound, Grant McMaster. Grant McMaster there, out of Closeburn Station. Uh, via the way of Dubai, of course, Hokanui Gold. We um, had the birthday for Hokanui yesterday. 29 years young, next year the big 3 But anyway, cheers to RB Rural, sponsoring disaster, um, as he speaks to us on his OE. Coming up next, for your Wednesday afternoon, Sam Grant from Craig & Co.